1: You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan DeVall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ. And to unveil the truth behind the lies, this program is a production of Bride Ministries. And you can find us at www.bridemovement.com. And you can join us every Sunday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time at thefireplacechurch.org Which actually we are now streaming live to Facebook Which is a new exciting development um, We are just really excited about being able to move forward with God Folks, I'm going to be honest um, Wow You know, there's been a lot of testing I've been going through personally And, and I mean, I'm, let me tell you It's been from every side It's just just, just amazing um and and you know I I want to encourage you and I made a note on my Facebook wall about this breakthrough. You know when we are about to transition into something really big, a uh, great, huge, whatever, it, it's kind of like interfacing with a rubber band. Um, you know at the beginning of a breakthrough season, that the rubber band is kind of like laying on the desk. It's not really stretched. It has this uh, ability to stretch, but it's not really... And, you know, when you begin to play with a rubber band and kind of stretch it, whatever, it, it is very uh, amenable to that. It's easy to stretch that thing um, to a certain point. But, you know, as that rubber band begins to stretch, the tension and resistance actually increases. And and this is what happens uh, in and around our lives during seasons uh, that precede great breakthrough, actually, it's it's like the tension and the resistance increases and, and continues to increase. And it's like, you know, we walk out and we put one foot in front of the other and then another foot goes in front of that and we just keep pressing in. But the more we press in, it seems like the more resistance and tension there is and the 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 idea is that, look, what we don't realize is that in order to graduate, we're going to actually have to break through. And, and, and see, with a rubber band, what happens is a rubber band actually does have a breaking point. There is only so much pressure, resistance, and tension that rubber band can create by being stretched until it snaps. And when it snaps, it's broken. And see, what many of us don't realize is is that as we're going forward with God, we're going to see that tension increases, that uh, pressure increases, that resistance increases in our lives, and it can cause us to get very nervous, to think we're we're actually going the wrong way. And, And not to say that God isn't bringing us through continual course correction as we are going into that breakthrough season, but... Many of us get very nervous and shrink back. We say that the t- pressure is too much. The tension is too much. I don't have what it takes. I can't do that. And we, and we forget that we can do all things through Christ which strengthens us. But I, I, I want to encourage you guys. You know, uh, I'm, I'm going through it right now and I, I feel like, you know, it, well, you know, you always say it's close. But, th- that you know, there's a, a certain point where you just walk, walk, walk it out. And that tension is so great. The, the resistance is so great. The pressure is so great uh, to a point. But the Bible says, do not grow weary in well-doing for ye shall reap in due season if you faint not. And there is a point where you are pressing in and that rubber band of your life is to stretch to absolute capacity. And then you take that next step, that one final step and boom. It snaps that is the defining moment and breakthrough and then you are in a whole new plane of operation and and, and you know what folks I I, I just am very encourage when I go through seasons of great pressure and tension and resistance and, and you know those of you that follow this ministry um, know me personally you, you know <laughs> I, it, it, it's been a challenging walk for for months. I mean, really, and you know, I, I just I just have great confidence that it, this is all training for reigning. You know, and and I believe that you you are going through training for reigning. See, so God to take you through the refiner's fire to prove that what He has invested in you is of more worth than gold, and and so. I just want to encourage you guys, you know, you're going through it, you're going through that pressure, you're going through that resistance, you're going to, don't back away, keep moving forward with God, and expect that there is going to be that day where the break happens, the breakthrough manifests, and you are operating in a new season and from a new plane. With that said, folks, we do have a conference coming up on advanced spiritual warfare, March 17th through 19th. You can sign up at bridemovement.com. It's just right there on the homepage. Uh, We sent out an email about it to our email list. You'll be getting another couple emails about it before the conference if you are on our email list. I really want to encourage those of you that listen to this program to attend. This was formerly only made available to those that were participants in Bride Ministries Discipleship. Uh, we go really high, but I feel like at this point in time, it's it's relevant to everyone. Whether you've been part of bride ministries discipleship or not, you are actually extended an invitation to get this information that we're going to be talking about. We're going to be dealing with, uh, contending with heavenly powers, realms, uh, ministry, the timelines. We're going to get into spiritual weapons, uh, genetic and bloodline level deliverance. We, I mean, we're going to get into a lot of stuff that's very very. Powerful. I mean, these are uh, super powered weapons of warfare tools and strategies for getting kingdom work done. So, I want to encourage you guys to sign up for that. I'm really looking forward to this conference. Um, I will say, you know, I, I mentioned on a couple programs that I would be in Australia at the end of March. Uh, for a, a week long conference. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, guys, that conference has been canceled. And um, so, uh, however, we will be having the Advanced Spiritual Warfare Conference th- that weekend before and uh, the 17th through the 19th. And after that, I'm going to be preparing to do a- another conference at some point at the, either the end of April or early may and this one's going to be on sheep nations and i'm going to be breaking it down and we're going to be doing some deep study you know i wrote this book kingdom government and the promise of sheep nations haven't even taught out of it you know like who does that who writes a book and then doesn't teach out of it but it's just the way things have happened but we're going to be doing a whole conference on it and i'm going to be preparing all of those materials over you know the next couple months and so uh for those of you that have really been asking yourself like what is this guy's deal with sheep nations and what does that have to do with god's plan for my life um, look forward to that. So, you know, with that said, folks, we're going to get into a really awesome program today. We're going to be talking with uh, Liz and Dr. Bailey um, on, on some very fascinating and relevant subjects. I do want to encourage you guys. Look, um, Bride Ministries, we want to do a lot. And folks, recently, I've had to pull back a lot. I, I really have. I've had to pull back on just about everything the ministry is doing and trying to commit to and trying to get done. Um, because we are limited by our budget. And so the more you guys bless us with, the more we're able to do, the less you guys bless us with, the less we do. and and that's just the way it works. You know, we're either going to advance or we're going to have to not spend the money we don't have. And I want to encourage you, you know, we want to do so much. And if you're looking for fertile ground place to sow into that's going to produce kingdom harvest, bride ministries will receive. What you have at bride com or the uh, For folks, um, with that said, we're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. fascinating conversation today uh we're going to be getting into it on um well narcissism uh we're going to be getting into it on handlers we're going to be getting into it on targeted individuals psychotronic weapons electromagnetic stuff folks you know uh, we're going to be getting into it and in order to get into this conversation we'll be having today i am being joined by dr preston bailey who you all should know by now uh, so no introduction is necessary. And Liz, one of uh, the survivors that he has worked with for some time. And um, well, with that said, uh, Dr. Bailey, welcome to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall.
2: Uh, thank you and
1: welcome uh, welcome to you, Daniel. <laughs> it's always good to be welcome to my program. Thank you, Dr. Bailey. And Liz, welcome to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Thank you. It's, it's really good to have you back. You know, the first two interviews that we had with you, Liz, um, a lot of people really benefited from. And what you shared uh, helped people to connect dots. And, and I just really appreciate you and your bravery and boldness and sharing and discussing components of your journey. Thank
3: you. Well, it's interesting. When you um, speak about the boldness, is it okay to say something now or do you need to?
1: Well, oh, this is your interview.
3: Okay. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you speak about the boldness because I've actually just come out of a very significant trigger that occurred Saturday night and um, I am at the front to that today where I feel like, you know, I'm back in control, but it took probably well over 24 hours and, you know, I didn't feel like I had any boldness at all. And, um, actually I was so severely triggered out of nowhere, an altar came up that, um, and and I actually went down so far down, you know, that I didn't really have a clue what was going on other than I heard this altar just crying out. And it was like she had had this revelation that she was worth nothing. And I felt the pain of that altar and I felt the discovery that that altar was having that, that she felt that she was absolutely worth nothing. And I was coming actually home from having, I, I volunteer at a, a group home for unwed mothers. And I, you know, I help with these single mothers and their babies. And, um, my husband has actually been not happy with me doing the work. And I don't know if there was something that was being sent toward to me or what, but I could barely get home. And um, on top of that altar was coming up an altar that was just crying out, what am I doing with that old man who was actually my husband, who the Lord spoke to me one day and said, your husband is your handler. And I never really realized that, I don't think. But this altar is up and saying, what am, what am I doing with that evil evil man and you know um and with that man and that woman which they refer to the younger authors will refer to is the old man and the old lady and and with that other man and when the altar said in that other man it made me wonder were they referring to a programmer or, or an entity But I'm saying all this to say that when you talk about being bold, I was completely under their control for over 24 hours. I couldn't barely speak. Dr. Bailey had called me and um, unfortunately, an altar came up that has a foreign language and it made it impossible for me to speak to Dr. Bailey in English. And um, this altar was actually triggered when I had surgery. Uh, at a hospital. I may have shared that in one of the programs. And uh, for three days, I had lost my cognitive memory and spoke to the doctors in another language. And um, when they came and questioned me on the language, I said, I don't know another language. And they said, Well, you must have learned a language as a child because you're, you are speaking in another language. So i think all of that. Daniel, to say i I just come out of a you know, a really difficult uh, probably day and a half where I was very victimized. And um, I, uh, so I like that like the you said bold, you know. I did hear an also say, don't do the radio program. So I felt like, okay, this is making me mad. You know, God must really want to do this, you know. And this, you know, maybe be an attack. And uh, I went out to my car to try to contact someone. And and when they came back into the house, my husband said, "Um, Oh, how are you feeling? Which made me wonder if he didn't really know what was going on. And then I was telling Dr. Bailey, when I went to bed last night, he said to me, he went to put his arm around me and he said, "Um, come to daddy, which he's never said before. And I'll let Dr. Bailey comment on all of that. So He can kind of
2: yeah, come to daddy, is what Dr. Joseph Mingala said, uh, who uh, programmed uh, children, especially twins. He was known for twinning. And what he would do is he would cause um, a condition in one twin that would lead to their death and immediately kill the other twin and uh, compare the organs uh, to see what the difference was, so he was very uh, sadistic, and many people that are programmed played the old the, the role of Doctor Mingle. Um, but uh,
1: what was it like for you to call? Liz, and get a foreign language coming through the other end of the phone. How did that play out for you Dr. Bailey?
2: Uh, That's happened numerous times before. So that is a New World Order altar. And I uh, it's very hard to get it down once it's up. It's not like many of the other altars. I pray that uh, God would uh, push it down uh, if if a general prayer does not work then you have to be more specific so I pray that God would send um, a throne angel that's the warrior angels uh, to push it down normally that works but she was in a high emotional state uh, uh, from being upset. Um, She had been, I believe she had been near water, and water does something to evil spells that it amplifies it. Um, So, uh, I just prayed hard that God would uh, try to push it down and send uh, angels uh, to push it down but now uh, now a lot of the programming is not done personally in front of the individual a lot of it is now done from a distance using uh, psychotronic uh, weapons uh, to uh, contact the individual and now they're so advanced with technology that they can target a specific part of the brain uh, so it's uh, really bad and they can cause they can cause pain In any internal organ of the body and they can cause pain on any uh, external uh, body part Uh, for example there is what's called tomes uh, from the waist up they are areas of nerve centers that connect directly to the skin or the spine or whatever and they can send electromagnetic energy to those areas, and it would trigger that whole area causing great pain. so it's really it's really uh, awful. Uh, wow. Let me give you a specific example one time Liz called me and she was standing up, and they used electronic energy uh, to cause her leg to feel like it was burning and on fire. And she screamed, and I heard her fall on the bed. Uh, so it's really horrible how far they have advanced technologically mm-hmm. in torturing, uh, tormenting, and and uh, programming uh, individuals.
1: Well,
3: you know, Daniel, here's the mm-hmm. thing though. I I do believe that we do have victory in the Lord and you know, we are always called the victim, but we really are the victor. I'm you know, I'm determined that I'm gonna get out, I'm gonna go free. I don't know exactly why I had such a severe trigger Saturday night, but in the home, um you know, I'm working with another person each time I volunteer, and there was a woman there, and, you know, she was sharing with me um, about her family, her husband, her parents. She homeschools her children, and she just seemed to have, like, a perfect life, and I'm thinking that that might have triggered the altar because, you know, I gave my heart to the Lord and, you know, got married, and I thought I was, you know, going to be serving Christ, and you know, that my children would know the Lord and walk with the Lord. And, you know, the day I got married, you know, something really horrible happened in the kingdom of darkness. And I had no idea that I would be spending all these years just fighting to survive and to keep my kids alive and so on. So I think maybe the the wonderful, beautiful family that this lady had and the fact that she you know, her. She loved her children. She was homeschooling them. They had a good marriage. It might have been what brought that child altar up. That felt like she was really worthless. I, I don't know. Would you think that might have been it, Dr. Bailey? Uh, y- y-
2: yes. This is a big thing uh, for everyone with DID. Their handlers or programmers uh, say they are they are worthless. Uh, worthless is what I call a false belief. It is not a feeling. There's not a feeling called worthless. Uh, so Satan's power over us is to lie because he's just a fallen cherub. He just has two set of wings. A seraphim has has six wings. Uh, so he is just a fallen cherub. And his weapon is his mouth. He is a liar and the father of lies. So he lies to people to try to control them. And uh, uh, feeling self-worthless is a a lie. It's a false belief because uh, when a person says, uh, I feel guilty or I feel worthless, they're placing themselves in a position of a judge. In which they are declaring themselves uh, guilty and of little or no value well the only one who can declare us guilty or having worth is the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. and so what does God said God said in the Old Testament in Psalm 8 4 & 5 uh, who is Man that thou art mindful of him And Who is man that thou hast Created him Thou have created him a little Lower uh, Some translations Say the angels In the Septuagint it says uh, Thou hast created Him a little lower than God And crowned him With glory and honor uh, So An angel does not with glory and honor I say that the Septuagint is correct there that God made man a little lower than God himself in Genesis it verifies this God the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit let us plural make man in our plural own image uh, so we are made a little lower than God in his image And we are crowned with glory and honor Uh, so royalty wears a crown so the next time a person is lied to by the enemy and said you are worthless we need to say you're lying because I'm a child Mm -hmm. of royalty Mm -hmm. I am a prince or a princess and so therefore You are a nobody, so by the blood of Jesus Christ, I command you to leave.
3: The problem, I think, Daniel, is that when an altar's up, I don't know that I'm an altar because I'm not there anymore, you know? So I, I just only know what up, what, whatever altar's up. And it was about 24 hours, and then those altars started to go down, and I was up. And all of a sudden, I started thinking, now, wait a minute. Jesus Christ died for me. I have to be worth something, mm. but when it's happening, you know, it's not the same as a person who hasn't been trauma abused.
1: It, you know, this is my takeaway. One, uh, folks, you got to understand that every time I have a survivor come on my program, uh, the enemy always attacks them. So it's never free or without cost. There's always a, a price. It, because when we do this, when we sit down, when we uh, explain the truth of how these things work and especially uh, give survivors a platform to do that, uh, this hurts the kingdom of darkness greatly. Uh, One of the reasons why they'd love to shut down what we've been doing at Bride Ministries. You know, so, uh, you know, I I just want to say I'm very proud of you liz for 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 going through with this not listening to the voice that said don't do the program last minute but pressing in and and you know i want to i want to highlight something because you brought up victory and i mean dr bailey was just preaching praise god uh here's the thing that people need to understand victory is not the state of not being attacked that's not victory victory is not losing to the attack. That's victory. And so if we are going to abide in the victory that is Christ Jesus, the thing is, we're going to go through attacks and identify with Jesus in them and overcome them in him as a lifestyle. That's a life of victory. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, it is something that I believe it's a choice, and I believe, mm-hmm. Liz, you're making that choice. Mm-hmm. Praise God for you.
3: Yeah, and I've been reading a lot. Um, I don't know how many reader uh, listeners excuse me, are Christians, um, but I, I don't know that I would ever be alive today if I hadn't received Christ into my life. But I've been reading the book of Nehemiah, and I believe that it can really apply and help people that have been abused. Hmm. And you know have altars, because the book of Nehemiah really has to do with rebuilding the gates in the walls. And it's just a beautiful picture um, of spiritual rebuilding after desolation by the attacks of the enemy. And you know that we you know that um, the city had been burned and the walls and the gates had been destroyed and, you know, Nehemiah was weeping and fasting, and I mean, just reading it, and he and he's crying out and, and weeping for, for what had happened to his people and, and to Jerusalem. And this unsaved king, you know, wants to know, like, what's wrong with you? You know, why is your countenance down? And and so he tells him, tells this heathen king, you know, um, you know, like, what's on his heart. And that the city that he loves is destroyed, and he pours his heart out, and and then you know he gets to go back to that city and rebuild it, and it just struck me of how powerful prayer is, you know, and that God is listening, and you know, like when we have been um abused with satanic ritual abuse, it doesn't have to be satanic ritual abuse; you may have been raped, whatever has happened. You know, our spiritual gates and walls have been destroyed, and the enemy of that has, had, has uh, had access to our lives. And the walls and the gates really represent protection and entry points, you know, into the city. But I looked at it as, you know, our protection or our feeling of being protection protected has been violated. And and so um, this is just such a great story of of just the rebuilding of the gates and the walls and you know god is always wanting to restore us and always wanting to help us and build us up and i am a thousand percent convinced that i don't care if it's the illuminati the new world order i don't care who it is uh you know my god is greater and i'm going to keep pressing in and bugging dr bailey You know, I bug them a lot and, you know, and believe in God for myself and for others that we're going to get a tremendous victory and we're going to learn some techniques and things that we're going to put this enemy to shame.
1: Speaking of putting the enemy to shame, let's talk about some things that uh, are really going to help people connect dots and, um, see more clearly in their own situations, beginning with the subject of narcissism in programming. Liz, you told me that you wanted to dialogue about this on this program, or or, or someone on the inside did. And so <laughs> <laughs> I want to start there. Um, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: Well, Dr. Bailey has, you know, I've been, Dr. Bailey's been my counselor for over 10 years, And he was really, truly handpicked by God for me because um, the fact that he is so um, consistent, you know, he's not up and down. He's very consistent. He's very deep in the Word. Um, He can be very blunt with me. Uh, He's been very, very good for me. But he many, many times has said, you know, your husband is a narcissist. And I never really understood it fully until one day the Lord spoke to me and said, your husband is your handler and he is a narcissist. And all of a sudden I realized in my spirit that he was chosen. Like Dr. Bailey always said, we had an arranged marriage and Dr. Bailey can get into that. But I realized that my husband's personality as a narcissist was part of the ability to uh, work us together because I, I my favorite scripture is how how good it is, how pleasant it is for brethren to grow together in unity. And my husband's assignment of the enemy is to go into churches and bring destruction. So you know we are total opposites. And I realized that this narcissistic personality, in order to keep me in my place, that would be the ideal person, you know. And I had a lot of fear of this personality because I, I, I never saw it before. I didn't, you know, understand it. And I wondered if it was a disorder or if it was spirit. But I've come to think that um, it's probably a disorder. And like You know, it's a collection of signs or traits. And they're people, but they have behavioral patterns that they adhere to, and those behavioral patterns have to be happen to be harmful and dysfunctional. And I really believe that the programmers are picking narcissistic people. And Dr. Bailey and I were talking about how many woman, women are programmed, and I hope you'll touch on that a little bit. That women. With healers that are narcissistic, this just would, would add to it all. Is, I don't know, maybe you can help me a little bit, Dr. Bailey?
2: Yeah, narcissism is a personality disorder where individuals feel they're entitled to grandiosity and consider themselves uh, to be above everyone else, that their opinion is above everyone else they tend to dominate the conversation uh they tend to exaggerate and lie um so uh as as handlers or programmers uh, they tend to be very sadistic and they have little or no sympathy for other people Uh, 6% of the people in the U.S. uh, have narcissistic personality disorder. So a person with DID does not need to be married to a narcissist because they will get no sympathy. They will get no encouragement. Uh, They will not have someone to help them. And then, Would you
3: say though, Dr. Bailey? That I feel like their their that personality is picked because they are actively manipulative. Um, uh, they also have very deliberate purposes. They can be they themselves can be handled by handled by programmers very well.
2: Yes, uh, I. W- I was on the uh, Maury Povich show uh, debating one of the uh, board members of the False Memory Syndrome Foundation, and let me just say that False Memory Syndrome is not a psychological condition. It's a made-up term, it is a more of a political term, not a psychological term. and. Uh, On the way home on the plane, I happened to sit in front of a woman who used to uh, work with this uh, psychologist who was on the False Memory Syndrome Board, and she said, uh, I want you to know that he is a narcissist. And I, I thought that was hilarious. The head of the False Memory Syndrome Foundation Uh, is a narcissist, and many of the programmers are narcissists as well. Um, But when a person has uh, DID caused by satanic ritual abuse, their mate, usually a husband, is uh, chosen for them. It's an arranged marriage, Uh, and it may be before the actual abuse uh, starts, but it is an arranged marriage. And oftentimes, there is a wedding in a church on earth, but simultaneously, uh, there is a wedding in the kingdom of darkness with uh, Lucifer there, Uh, And certain people as witnesses, quote unquote, and and then they sign a book in blood, uh, a marriage contract, uh, giving the wife to the husband as property. And... The man just treats the woman as as a piece of property similar to the way uh, fundamentalist Muslims do. Um so,
3: well, so Dr. These, uh, Go ahead. Yes. sorry. Well I was so just that, gonna say, wouldn't you say though, that they they are a good choice for because a narcissist is not fully aware of their condition and they generally have to believe that they're always good and right and therefore their own programming can be very well hid from them through their it's a, narcissistic personality.
2: A narcissist, after they tell a lie long enough, they believe their own lies. Uh, so the lies they tell, they make up stuff. Uh, they, if they're a salesman, they tell everybody they sold hundreds of whatever the product was and it wasn't even a dozen. Uh, whatever it is, uh, they lie. They grossly exaggerate and they believe their lies so much uh that they believe it. And so therefore they cut if they're married to uh, a person with DID, they they just constantly cut them down. And they say mm-hmm. you're wrong. They never admit they're right, they're wrong because they convince themselves that they're right. Well, D.S.L., well, what do you think?
3: I'm just trying to put this out as um something for some of your listeners to think about like the person that's very destructive to them but because the narcissists want to hurt people and make them feel bad because it's the easiest and most effective way to make them feel powerful wouldn't they be a good choice for a handler
1: well I think absolutely they would be a a great choice for a handler A, a narcissistic person is the kind of person that will beat a person up and then be upset because their fist got a bruise on one knuckle and expect the world to complain about or feel bad for them because it's such Mm -hmm. a severe self-centeredness on everything that goes around. It becomes very easy to create lots of pain for them and for them to be completely disconnected from the pain they are in fact creating. And um, I think that 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 was a very accurate kind of kind of expression of that. And um, I, I mean, you know, I well, I think Doctor Bailey's bringing great points to the table, and I think uh, you know that uh, you are as well, Liz. Kind of uh, you know just exposing this whole thing for what it is. And th- you know, there are a lot of people that are in a situation where they are either with romantically mm-hmm. or in marriage. Um, a narcissist that is a handler and the, the, mm-hmm. they're codependent with them. And, yeah, and,
3: you, and you see how they can use them is because the narcissists use the world only in relationship to themselves. So they can be very driven to fulfill their programming. You know, um, the only difference, I think, between the narcissist and the psychopath is that the narcissists are needy. And so I, and if they're a handler, they've probably also been abused, right, Doctor Bailey? Uh,
2: yes, often as a, as a child, I've I've been to uh, many prisons on death row. Many serial killers are narcissists, um, and. They recall eighty percent of people in prison were abused as a child. Eighty percent. Um, so they they attack others, and and like Daniel said, they they blame the other person for having their knuckles uh, bloody, but many many uh, serial killers act the same exact way. Uh, they blame their mate or even their children if they have custody of them. Um, and So they take it out on them. I saw a, a real-life uh, murder movie recently where the man was a narcissistic and he expected his children, his two little girls, to be perfect. He had got custody of the children. That's how uh, stupid some of the judges are today. And uh, he would beat the children for being late for school, but they were late for school because he knocked the books out of their hands. The best thing to do to a narcissist is ignore them. Don't believe their lies. You can't win in the debate with them. You, you cannot win in a discussion.
3: But they're still dangerous because they're a handler, you know, yes. and that's, that's why I think their behavior pleases the programmers because um, it's always your fault and your pain comforts them I, I just i don't know maybe i'm overemphasizing it but i believe that that personality is you know one that is being used in programming you know i do well
1: i think and you're nailing it there because you you said the words it's always your fault mm-hmm. because that says is you know and and i know like for you because liz you've explained to us perfect programming and how the scoring system played into in earlier programs, which, folks, you can always find in our archives because this has been with us twice before. Uh, and uh, she talked about the cosmic hierarchy and time travel and uh, some other interesting subjects. But um, the idea that a, a narcissistic person comes in always with the blame game, this is your fault, this is happening to you because you're the problem. How do you think it makes me feel to have to create this pain for you? I mean, it's such a one-sided event on, on all fronts with, in that situation. And um, what better way to keep a person feeling worthless or powerless or completely a victim of their own flawed in nature and uh, never able to truly come to grips with their abuse and always in this place of self-examination of how am I failing um, what I'm supposed to be? or do, or, 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 or manifest. So I think you're, you're really nailing it there, Liz.
2: Yes, I started a uh, support group for battered women. And we were so effective in our support group for battered women that the city shelter that was supposed to specialize in helping battered women... When they had a woman that was a difficult case, who was so codependent on her abusive husband, uh, they would send her to me. Hmm. And what I would tell the women is, you need to reprogram your mind. The Bible says in Romans 12:1, renew the mind. Uh, but for our discussion, re- reprogram the mind. So that whatever he says, you respond in your brain in a certain way. If he says you're worthless, you say to yourself, I am worth a whole lot because I'm a child of the king and Jesus died on the cross for me. This man over here wouldn't die for anybody. So I'm going to believe God over him. And if he says it's your fault... You just say to yourself, God is not in the blame game, and so it's not my fault. Uh, If he says you're guilty, then you should say to yourself, "Uh, Jesus bore all my guilt and sin on the cross, so he lays no guilt to my charge. And whatever the... Uh, abusive person says we need to renew our mind by writing searching the scriptures and writing down specific things that you're going to say to yourself because remember you're not going to win in an argument against him so it's what you say to yourself so that his words cannot affect you and or, in a simple fashion, ignore what he says. <laughs> if he goes on forever, just leave the room.
3: I think that I'm going to just disagree with you a little bit, and you know, respectfully disagree. When you're programmed, it's, you can't use the same principles as in primary counseling.
2: Well, I, I understand that. So, uh, you, as I always do, I try to find the altar that is that is affected, that's involved in this behavior. But you still have to get the altar to believe the truth. Yeah. Jesus, okay. the only truth will set us free. So with the altar you expose the lie as a lie and you get the altar to believe and accept the truth.
3: Okay, and okay, thank you.
2: So so let the wonderful counselor speak to the altar instead of me and and tell them the truth and Let the great physician heal the pain of that altar and take away the pain and then uh, cleanse the altar of any evil and fill every empty place with the opposite of what was, what the lie is, what was said to the person. So... The truth that can replace it can be a scripture or a biblical principle.
1: Um, what else did you want to say, Liz, on the subject of uh, narcissists and programming before we move on to the next subject?
3: Well... I think that that we've covered it pretty well. Um, when I began to realize that, you know, that a handlers could be narcissistic, I also realized, uh, I don't want to say, call it the power that I had, but narcissists have, I don't know if they're victims, but I just began to realize that I wasn't as weak as I thought I was because narcissism is a disorder and it, is that, I need Dr. Bailey's help on that. It just it helped me to realize, oh, okay. you're a narcissist, you know?
2: Yes, but most
3: me wrong
2: way of thinking is called today a disorder in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disorders. So if you go by calling it a disorder, then they would say half the U.S. population has some type of disorder. So you don't focus on uh, excusing the behavior by calling it a disorder.
3: Okay. I mean, I felt actually empowered when I realized you're you're a narcissist because I don't know if that makes any sense, but I felt stronger when I recognized that they were narcissistic.
2: Well, if it helps you, then fine. But they are still... (laughs) for their behavior.
3: Oh, of course. But I think, I don't know, I'm sorry. I think what I was saying is um, you the, that a programmer is using them, right? And so now we're on equal ground. Not that you have all this power over me.
1: Yes, I, I think um, realizing that as the person that's been subordinated, you are not mandated by God or, you know, to to stay in that role is a huge breakthrough. And yeah. uh, it will change perspective on, on, on how you're going to engage people around you as well. Well, hey, uh, the, the next subject that I really want to get into today um, has to do with, well, targeted individuals. Electromagnetic targeting with psychotronic weapons. Now, uh, I've had a number of conversations with Dr. Bailey about this on on past programs. I mean, this, this is this has been an ongoing thing, but um, it, it's it really never gets old because this is actually a problem that is very prevalent. A lot of people are being targeted by these kinds of things. They're waking up to it. It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm a targeted individual. They're blasting me with wave based technologies. This 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 is horrible. Um. What did you want to say about this, Liz?
3: Um, I think as I work with Dr. Bailey, you know, and he has far more knowledge. I mean, I have experience, but he has a lot of knowledge. He's very helpful to me. I have come to realize how much they watch me and, you know, how much they manipulate me manipulate my family um, you know that they have specific agendas and um, well as probably most of you know from previous programs that they present people into my house that I can see and you know I've been asking god to show me what it's all about and um, like the lord really spoke to me said these people people that you're seeing are here to access you. So like when you see, let's say for example for most of your listeners, if you look up, you know, and you're watching TV and you're looking on your wall, you see a, man, a person, and he's half a man that you think you recognize, you know, or some altars recognize, and the other half of them looks like a Satanist with a horn. Your child altars get triggered and they're being accessed right? You know what I'm saying? So, um, they're using on me specifically, um, some type of holograms to trigger my alters. Um, I can go anywhere. I can go any state, any country and they're, they're with me. They, they I am targeted because like Dr. Bailey and I were talking about it. Um, and it has to do with your, your brainwaves. Signature. I can go anywhere, and they can put a picture. I mean, one time I went down to visit a uh, a relative in Florida, and stayed in their guest room, and they put a picture of my son dead in a coffin on the wall. You know, they're always terrorizing me. And so, thoughts, Bailey?
2: Yeah, let me let me give a definition so people understand. A targeted individual or people who are illegally and covertly. Stalked, harassed, or tortured by use of uh, high-level uh, technology, and they they do it to control and manipulate that individual. Now, some of the symptoms that targeted individuals may experience are what's called microwave hearing. They hear uh, people being tortured or any kind of loud noise. They may have visual hallucinations, like Liz is describing. They can, uh, using, um, using uh, modern technology, Uh, They're called psychotronic weapons or directed energy weapons. Uh, They can put any picture they want in front of a person so that uh, only they can see it. They can give them artificial dreams so they're restless when they dream. They can retrieve memories while you while you're awake or asleep they can manipulate your thoughts your emotions desires or perceptions of events and they can manipulate human behavior your speech they can force you to say something that you didn't want to say Uh, You can have loss of memory and you can have sleep deprivation or you can have cramps or spasms or pain in any part of your body or you can even have the symptoms of a heart attack. Uh, But directed energy weapons are not made up. Uh, people with D.I.D.
3: No, I sometimes I have um, what happens is like I will wake up out of a uh, sleep because I've had an internal electric shock. Yes. I feel it and I see it. And I know this one's going to sound really weird, but I've had it on an occasion which sounds like a horn, like a car horn blowing like a signal. And I'll just wake right up. I don't know if it's just signal. Certain authors, but uh, God has allowed my my me, you know, my main self who wouldn't yield to that to also wake up. So I don't know if that falls in the category or not, Dr. Bailey.
2: Yes, it falls it falls in in the same category. So uh, the purpose is to harass the person, affect the, their health. Uh, by a lack of sleep, and make them think they're crazy by the sounds that they hear. And it is estimated that this this happens to over one million Americans. Uh, This has been studied uh, by many different scientific groups and have found uh, that it is true. Uh, DARPA, which is a, a branch of the military that does advanced uh, scientific technology, and NASA and the CIA uh, use this. Now, if anybody doubts uh, that this exists, you can go to the U.S. Patent Office, and they have... Uh, one after another, uh, detailed patents that describe the symptoms that targeted individuals' experience. So the U.S. Patent Office just doesn't, just doesn't give a patent to anybody who comes along. It has to be provable, and it has to be verified, because many people, they do not give them a patent. Uh, for something, uh, but... yeah. And
3: another weird one that I've had. Well, and I will say too, when you mention um, not having sleep, I have been up since I think two thirty this morning. Very often I am woken up about two or three o'clock, and and I, you know, I'm not sleeping highly at all. But another one that I've had is where they shock you but you don't fully come to the top and wake up, but you go into some realm where you are actually in the zone of other people. I hope I can describe it correctly. And you're viewing things that other people are doing. Do you know how to explain that, Dr. Bailey? Like they'll wake you up, but you haven't come to the full surface, but you're viewing things that they want you to see. But It's actually like spying on other people, you're seeing things that other people are not aware that you're viewing.
2: Yeah, that's that's actually mentioned as one of the symptoms of a targeted individual. Uh, All of these things, even though they sound bizarre, all of these things are recognized uh, by the U.S. Patent Office as real, Uh, the U.S. military actually uses uh, many of these uh, programs. What happens is this. Uh, Like the CIA, for example, has uh, a multitude of these uh, programs on their computer, and they, they activate the program. It is sent to a... A technology machine that sends it up to a satellite then the satellite looks for a specific target uh, all over the earth and there's two parts of the body that give off an electrical signal that's the heart and the brain so the brain emits what is called a brain wave signal or signature and so they they put in there the brainwave signature they're looking for once they find it uh, they activate this program uh, for that individual and that person experiences some <coughs> Of this specific program, it's really pretty evil. They, the U.S. military, used uh, there's there's just hundreds of programs. Uh, I'll give you one specifically. They used in the first war with Iraq when it invaded Kuwait. They used the voice to skull uh, program and got. Uh, thousands of Iraqi soldiers to surrender because they activated this program but they did it in Farsi or Arabic and they thought they were hearing Allah so many of these have a military advantage and the CIA uses them because it fulfills their purpose
1: Have you encountered it where there are projections of signals or waves that actually don't come off of satellites but are coming off of craft that may actually not even be present in the physical 3D dimension, but they're being projected nonetheless? almost through a quantum field Um, and that's just open floor. (laughs)
2: There is what some call the matrix. Uh, It's, uh, there are ley lines that are real. And when ley lines intersect, it is easier uh, to target an individual. Uh, but there are also 13 dimensions. So if something occurs in another dimension and let's say an electric signal is sent in another dimension, when that dimension intersects our dimension, Uh, Whatever is there at that intersection, which could be a targeted individual, they could be hit by that uh, electric wave or shock. Whatever is in that dimension can can affect. It's like a parallel universe. It it can affect uh, people on Earth.
3: Hmm. Right. So, but when you're perceiving a holographic blur of frequency patterns, um, like for example, when I go into my bedroom, mm-hmm. you know where I live. I've been there about four years. There's always these three. Uh, they appear to be great grandfathers from, you know, where they're from, right? Dr. Billy? from. Yeah. All right, and second heaven, and and then. And then when I'm in the living room, um, there's a whole different group of them. So what you see is not what exists directly where it seems to be. You're perceiving a hologram, and it's translated into a pattern, right? Yes. The- and then the whole idea is for you to communicate with them. I mean, I have them at work. I mean, I go to work, and there's a holographic patent that appears, and right away my alters will come up and say, oh, that's the engineer, you know, because I know that the Illuminati are scientists. This is the thing. They're scientists. And so when I see the grandfathers and the um, great-grandfathers, all these frequency patents Uh, are meant as a stimulation. Is that correct?
2: Uh, Yes. What people need to understand is in the state of Ohio there are laws against directed energy weapons, psychotronic weapons and uh, electromagnetic energy weapons. Now, The one, now get this, the one who started that bill in Ohio was astronaut John Glenn. Now, do you think, working for NASA, he discovered that directed energy weapons are real and are being used against the population? Or do you think he made it up? Now, of course, astronaut John Glenn, one of the most respected astronauts in all of history, he didn't make this stuff up. It is was real. Uh, and even though uh, the average person may not be aware of it, uh, it, it is real. So people wonder how... An unidentified flying object can be flying next to an airplane and give off uh, energy signals, and then suddenly it disappears. That's because it is a it is a type of a holographic. Mm-hmm uh image it's a little more than an image but that's the words to describe it it's uh well,
1: a- right and, and here's the thing because okay there are there are a lot of reports about different kinds of ufo activity right it's so even there are firemen's manuals now that discuss some of the oddities that will happen if a craft happens to be and i think a lot of these are actual black ops military it's fine but you know the the idea that they can create electromagnetic disturbances in a region uh airplanes have had their dials go nuts when some of these craft are around and so everything gets like confused and of course when people observe craft they've observed them being almost interdimensional where they can blip in and out of you know our time and space and and so on and then we're talking about targeted individuals and and so I'm looking at connecting dots and I'm thinking okay well if they can create all these distortions and disturbances and, and whatnot can their technologies be utilized from them to affect targeted individuals and And that would actually bring a whole other element to this conversation, particularly for those that would consider themselves like abductees and uh, targeted individuals, because maybe they're like, you know, how is it that I'm in the middle of nowhere? Literally, there's no way that there's some kind of cell tower next to me, but I'm still getting targeted. I wonder, hmm, could this be a part of the equation? Now, I know that there was even a day where I was working with somebody and uh, there was an internal self-helper. I was working with on the inside of them, and they said, well, Daniel, it would be really helpful if you would pray against the craft that are bombarding this person with all these frequencies. And I'm like, well, where are the craft? They're like, well, they're in another dimension. I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, so so it, it was like, yeah, that, that was just thrown in my face. That's why I asked the question. I'm, I'm trying to connect some dots here myself as well. Um, but thank you for everything that you, you both shared. Um, really, really good stuff but
2: see there's there's a lot it's called you have an unidentified flying object there's there's many different sources of craft and it's not a black white answer is what I'm saying uh there there are leylands around the earth and uh Liz, is there anything you want to say about that?
3: No, I I, I just think, I, you know, I think yeah. that the um, these patents that they show you, it's all deliberate. It correlates with what is really out there, and, you know, um, and these frequencies that they are transmitting. It's all has a purpose. I mean, we don't really fully understand how manipulated we are and what this agenda is all about. Um, I was <coughs> telling Dr. Bailey, Daniel, that I felt this. I believe there's a new agenda that of the new world order that we're going to see soon. Um, you know, maybe maybe Dr., Dr. Bailey, I'm sorry, I'm switching a little bit. Yeah. I'm going to just need your help a little bit. But the family doesn't take things lightly and um there's something coming up where they're going to rearrange things to regain control I think in America is that right yeah. Dr.
1: Bailey? that's right
3: I don't I'm weird, weird I don't even know why I got off on that
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. It, is, it is like now uh, let me ask this question uh because uh Liz, now you, you you pushed a button here. Um, you said you, you said regain control. Now I'm chuckling on the inside because I, I know a couple things. Uh, <laughs> this, are you suggesting that there has been a recent depletion in power that they're trying to recuperate? Um, yes, I think that.
3: I do believe that more people are becoming aware of their programming. I think some programming is breaking down. Like like myself, I've spent many years really fulfilling the programmer's agenda. Um, you know, Dr. Bailey and I are very, very certain about um, why my husband and I were brought together. Um, you know, he was... Assigned into destroyed churches, and I really made it look good, so to speak. But my programming is breaking down, and so you know they're counting on a lot of these people that they can use them in the end day. And as if your programming is breaking down, and they've invested all this time and energy into you, then they either have to quickly reprogram people. And it doesn't work the same way. When you are programming people layer upon layer, you know, it's, you know, and year upon year, it's far more solid than when you just zap somebody and they're frazzled. You know, they can't function the same way as somebody that they've been putting years into. So, um, yes, there's something coming up. I'm, there's something coming up where they're going to have to make a shift. And um, I believe that we're going to see a lot of people um, be set free. I believe that God is going to give um, insights. And because the family uses formulas, they're all about um, science and math. I think God, who who is the greatest scientist and mathematician that there is, is going to give answers. are going to set a lot of people free and it's gonna something's gonna backfire on them and I don't know, would you agree, Doctor Bailey?
2: Yes, I I I would agree. And people need to understand this simple truth. Everything in the universe requires energy. Um Uh, quantum mechanics or quantum physics it focuses on particles and energy but even the smallest atom requires energy and Christians don't understand the extent of the power we have in Christ. And l- let me illustrate this. I was speaking in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and one of the men at the church uh, said, uh, Dr. Bailey, would you mind if I took you to lunch? He said, I said, sure. So the next day at lunch uh, we we ate and he said uh, he said, "I'm the director of the Tennessee Valley Authority. what that is is a series of uh, of uh, nuclear energy facilities so he is in charge of one of the largest nuclear facilities in the United States. He's a Christian. So he took me out to these nuclear facilities, and he said, uh, in the nucleus of an atom, there are two protons that have a positive charge. He said, all the laws of science that we know, it says that the nucleus of an atom should not stay together. It should explode along with the whole universe. He said, so what does the Bible say about what holds the nucleus of an atom together? I said, I don't know. He said, well, you need to read your Bible. In Colossians chapter 1, it says, God holds all things together by the power of his word. He said, it is God that holds the nucleus of an atom together and prevents it from exploding. Now, isn't that interesting? from a famous uh, scientist. So, we need to remember the power of our words.
3: Right. Does that make any sense Daniel? I, I really think that, I agree with Dr. Bailey, because God spoke and said, let there be light. The substance for light, uh, the substance the light was there, right? Mm -hmm. and the sound vibrations of his words cause the substance to manifest itself and appear and so words are energy and energy affects matter but i think god's going to take this and use it for people that have been in these bondages for so long to use the words that uh, the words of light and truth and speak them and they're going to bring a lot of healing because a lot of programming is words that have been spoken over you. Words yeah. that have brought trauma and bondage. But I think God's going to um, turn things around, and people are going to rise up. And these words that are vibrations of energy that affect the atoms, right?
2: That's
3: these right. scientists that think that they had all the power that God's going to put it in the hands of believers and people that have been programmed and you're going to start setting people free. And they're not going to have all the people that they thought they were going to have.
1: They are not. I, I mean, on, on, the, uh, on the practical level, I look at what happened with our recent presidential election. Mm-hmm. And my thinker tells me, there's no way that our current president was supposed to be the president of the United States, according to the agenda of, well, at least the power players of the Illuminati in the U.S. Uh, I, right. I just do not think he was their plan. And I know that there are some people that try to say, well, he was the secret plan all the time. I, I think that's giving them too much credit. Personally, I think their power waned <laughs> and he won. And they were upset because they couldn't do anything about it, and that was a shock. Yes,
3: they have no frequency and vibrations that overpower prayer. That's the thing,
1: So are are you saying, Liz, that you think uh, it it was a a waning in their power that that actually happened, that 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 is what played out? Or am am I just putting my thinking in your mouth? It, It just... Clear that up. First. No,
3: but God okay. prevailed because of the prayers of the believers in this country. Yeah.
1: So, as an Illuminati.
3: Prayer to... is an energy and it overrode these stinking New World Order people. And that God's going to bring them down. Okay. He has them under his foot, you know, positionally, but he's going to bring them down and put them under his foot in reality. And I'm believing him to bring many, many people out. That's why, you know, I mean, I you know, want to talk a little bit about it tonight as we understand that we can change our brains, that we can use our words and, you know, to fight all this programming we have. Um, I think we am going to see a lot of victory.
2: Go ahead, Dr. Bailey. Yes. It's the, remember, I said the key word is, is energy and, and, and words, the power of words, I believe what was said that so many Christians united in prayer uh, that President Tr- that Trump would win the, the nomination. That at the last second, so many people prayed uh, that prayer in the spirit realm is a vibration frequency that affects things and the bible says that one will chase a thousand two will chase ten thousand imagine a million christians praying for the same thing that they weakened the by their vibration frequency of their prayers the kingdom of darkness
1: so Let's talk about, let's talk about um, what happens then when a program has fulfilled its terms.
3: Okay. Um, This is just something I'm learning now because I believe like the assignment that my husband and I were brought together to do is really coming to an end. And that's why, you know, I'm going through a lot. And I'm very, my alters are very, like, bonded to him. I don't know if you call him a perpetrator or, you know, a perpetrator connected. So, you know, it's very difficult. But um, you can actually feel it in your body as it starts to uh, break up, you know. I don't know if that's the correct way of putting it. But recently, I had said to my husband, like, what's the point of staying together? You're so mean to me. See, I'm getting stronger. and I, I mean, I've taken so much abuse from, from him. And he literally programmed our kids. And I and I was just so terrified of him. But now I'm not, it's, it is breaking down. And it's a positive and it's a negative. I'm being able to stand up. To him but because I have so many altars connected to him I'm going through a lot but i made up my mind that I I would do whatever God wanted me to do and if I needed to leave him I would do that and I said that to him and I actually went through something really horrible and I think that I don't know what actually happens in the end you know Exactly. I think Dr. Bay would be able to help us. But that night after I had really determined I was willing to leave him, and, and you know, remember, he's a handler who's handled me for many years and my kids. Um, I started having this overwhelming amount of flooding. Now, I know you have that with before the pro- programs are breaking down, and I literally experienced almost with St. Daniel like insanity. I thought I could feel all this like insanity in my head, and I thought, I, you know, if I leave him, I'm going to actually break, and I, I'll be like a vegetable. So I feel the programming is breaking down, but on the other hand, leaving him, this rules and this family, this rules to this game, you know? And, and, and it's hard to understand it all, but I literally heard the Lord speaking to me saying, don't go. That even though it would be hard, don't go now. That, you know, that God was actually working and that even though um, I, it's difficult for me to stay for this time right now that God wanted me to stay because he's working things out. In me, he's working these programs and the and this stuff out of me, and I believe that that my husband's programming grip on me is being broken down, and 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 we are coming to the end of the assignment. But I want to be able to live and be able to function. So God has been teaching me. I can't just walk out. Like, and here's what happened: I literally became aware of. Far deeper altars, and I even knew were there um, because God speaks to me in vision form, and the family torments me with visions. Right? I saw my system, and down below all these altars that I have spent 25 years trying to find healing for and resolve issues were was a huge bed of deeper altars that I was never ever aware of. so I w- was learning that you have all these altars that you know they just they, they're not you they have all different kinds of agendas and and so on and they and it's just a bunch of crap, excuse me for saying that, that they just they just live this thing so that you don't realize that you have all these Deeper things that are going down on below you, that are really probably the you know the altars that are going to take different positions in the you know the new world order, and I and I realize that a lot of these people that get on programs and say you know like oh, I'm 100 percent free and blah 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 I don't believe it I don't believe it I, I don't believe that we you know because I I've, I've seen it myself. That it is really a process. It's a process with God of Him. It's like Dr. Bailey told me years ago that it's like peeling an onion. You know, you have to, or you know, and you have to peel the onion. And I thought, I'm not peeling any onion. Onion, you know, just tell me the facts and we'll get this over with. And, um, anyways, I'm finding like as we come to the end of this agenda. We're breaking down, both my husband and I, we're feeling the effects of it in our body because, you know, we've had amnesic barriers that have held a lot of this back. But now those barriers are breaking down and I can see anchored altars down below, cult altars, you know, I don't know, I probably need your help, Dr. Bill, I don't know if I'm saying it right. I don't know what actually happens in the end, but because I have stayed with the Lord, I've prayed, I've kept my eyes on him, I believe he's going to bring me out, it is really hard.
2: Yes, because you can't, you can't just get out of the Illuminati. It's going to happen. It's like getting out of the Mafia. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it in a progressive fashion Um, and
3: they will kill you. That's what I learned that night. They'll kill you with insanity. I've had, like I told Dr. Bailey, sometimes I feel like I'm having a heart attack, but it's God, Daniel. People have to give their life to Christ.
2: Yes. And, and they, they will kill you. They tried to kill me, but God intervened and and I mean they were in my office, so this was not any Im- imagination or grandiose imagination but um.
3: Um, Dr. Bailey, what do you think though? when you come to the end of your program so so I'm not sure if because I could see all those other more anchored altars if if my Programming, it's just over with my husband and there'll be another, like a new assignment. But do they normally just kill you or put you out to pasture? And you're a vegetable or do they reassign you and disconnect you with your present, you know, person or what do you think? Cause I know it's all breaking down between myself and my husband.
2: The vast majority of people that they're finished with is they send a suicide signal. For the last few years, you've seen over 300 bankers uh, commit suicide. And that's because they were given the signal uh, to kill themselves. Uh, It was, the Illuminati was either finished with them or wanted someone to take their place. Or they wanted to get out or some reason like that.
3: But,
1: uh, what but do you think, I'm, Daniel? Regarding what they do with what? people once they've expired? Well, what do
3: you, you think, and when you've been ministering to people, um, what, do you, what are your thoughts on
1: it? Well, my thoughts, and I guess we'll probably close with this because we're we'll out of time. Um, my thoughts are that if a person is fully under control. It, they're a lot easier to dispose of in creative ways. And I think they prefer creative ways. They don't I, I don't I don't think that sending a hit out on someone is the preferable way to do it because that can be tracked. They and it's expensive. I, I agree with that. I agree. I, I think what they would rather do, um, especially if the person has an identity. Now if they don't have an identity then a snuff film or something like that is more realistic, but they uh if a person has an identity then they have to use a different method i think triggering insanity is definitely one um just getting them locked up in a mental ward or a, mm-hmm. uh, a, a a a home for the elderly if they're older and they just put them on a bunch of drugs and they sit them in a chair and they just exist for years until their physical body dies i I think um, that when a person is not under their full control, it's a big battle because if they don't send a hit on them and they can't get away with that, God will block the witchcraft and he will block the triggers and he will prevent the um, the, the, the parts, the sleepers, from being activated the way uh, the family would like to activate them and can really bring a person through on a road of victory, which is overcoming and not losing to the attacks. And... Uh, you know, so that that's where the encouragement comes in is that, you know, when a person takes this journey with Jesus, there's a real, real uh, power that comes behind them that there is no recourse for. I mean, they can resist the power of Jesus, but they cannot overwhelm or override or beat the power of Jesus. And the firmer a person attaches themselves to him uh the, the the more likely it is that there's actually nothing the family can do uh about it and um at the end of the day jesus is setting people free i do agree with you though when you say liz that a lot of people that go out and say they are free um in fact still have some sleepers that can be activated mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i think that we can all you know bear witness to that so you know folks i just want to encourage you those of you that are listening Jesus Christ does not stop being the answer. And with that said, I'm going to say thank you, Dr. Bailey, and thank you, Liz, for taking time to be with me on this program to share and uh, to explain. So, uh, folks, that's it. Until next time, God bless and God's grace. All right.
2: Thank you. Amen.
0: Discovering the Truth with Dan DeVall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com At our website, you can contact us access resources, and support us with donations. We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision, which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.